What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Mark Marauder Show. Be in the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great week out there. Uh, very volatile market that we're experiencing this week. Um, a lot of things on the horizon. Uh, this episode will be talking about uh, inflation. So you may have noticed uh, things are starting to get more expensive uh, everywhere you're at, basically. Uh, so there's going to be a breakdown of inflation in general um, and some areas that you may uh, begin to see inflation uh, in your local area and in your daily life. All right, so first we'll talk about historical inflation. Uh, so historical inflation uh, for the year of 2020, uh, the highest number of inflation uh, was at 2.5%. Uh, now in 2021, uh, we're currently at 5.3% um, as inflation is concerned. So that is pretty high compared to uh, last year uh, during the pandemic where the highest inflation number was 2.5%. Now, uh, compare that uh, to, you know, some of the things going on. Um, there's some reasons for that, uh, but the annual inflation rate in the U.S. Uh, has eased to 5.3% in August uh, from its uh, from a 13-year high of 5.4% reported in June and July, uh, matching market expectations. As a slowdown was seen uh, in cost of used cars and trucks, uh, which was 31.9%, versus 41.7% in July, and transportation services, which was 4.6% versus 6.4%, uh, and inflation uh, was steady for shelter uh, at 2.8%, and apparel at 4.2%, uh, but on the other hand, faster price increases were seen in food, uh, which was at 3.7% compared to 3.4%, uh, and mainly from food goods uh, that you use every day. So the weekly food items that people get, uh, eggs, milk, bread, like that, uh, it was at 3% versus 2.6%. Um, and then eating out the restaurant business, uh, saw its inflation as well as people were switching over from going to eat out. I mean, going to uh, cook at home to going to eat out and use things like DoorDash, uh, that also saw inflation as well. So inflation, uh, for eating out, uh, was at 4.7% compared to 4.6%. Uh, when it came to the new vehicle market, inflation rose to 7.6% versus 6.4%. Um, and then energy uh, was at 25% uh, versus the normal 23.8%. Uh, but that's not the only place that inflation was seen. Uh, it was also carried over into the health services. So med medical care services was about a 1%. Uh, inflation rate versus a 0.8 normal inflation rate. So inflation is definitely on the rise. Um, as far as energy is concerned, um, I feel like inflation is going to continue to grow on energy. Um, there is a current energy crisis going on um, in Europe and in China, and I feel like that's going to trickle down um, into the U.S. economy. Uh, so I think energy prices are continuing to inflate. Uh, the car market, I think it's going to continue to go down, but as far as the new car market, I feel like that's going to continue to go up uh, because there still is a chip shortage. Now, uh, the U.S. is not a main supplier of chips, so they have to go and outsource to places like China uh, and Taiwan, where majority of the chips are made, even into Japan. Um, so, you know, with the supply chains being so slow uh, and sluggish at the current moment, um, on top of power being... Um, basically rationed in some of those countries uh, or being 
uh, very expensive. Uh, it's causing major cut downs uh, for things of that nature. So I think that's going to trickle down to the U.S. Uh, as far as, you know, goods that we see that are being imported. Um, and that's going to trickle down to the new vehicle market. So uh, new vehicles may continue to be a little more expensive uh, than they previously were. So uh, definitely going to be looking uh, to see how those rates hold up. Uh, but overall, I think everyone has seen uh, some inflation. For me personally, uh, in my personal life, um, I know I had to increase uh, my food budget um, about $40 uh, to combat inflation. Uh, so no, I did not buy Bitcoin to, to hedge inflation. Uh, I, <laughs> I end up going to you know, just budget a little more money uh, for inflation, you know, balance the books. Uh, we do, uh, in my household, have a home budget. Uh, so we like to budget um, some of the resources that we use all the time. So like household goods, uh, that increased. Uh, so that's things like, you know, toilet paper, tooth, uh, toothpaste, um, things like that. Um, and then also for food, that's kind of its own separate budget um, in my household because that's for like groceries, Um because we like to cook in uh, during the week. So um, overall, yes, I've seen inflation. Uh, also with gas prices, gas is relatively a little bit cheap, uh, not as cheap as it was probably, I would say, three or four months ago, but it is still relatively cheap, and I think that's going to continue to go up. Crude prices are extremely high at the moment um, with the whole energy crisis going on. So um, I think inflation is here to stay um, as we transition into a new quarter uh, with uh, the 30th of September being the end of the fiscal quarter, starting a new one uh, on October, on a, in October. Um, I expect to see more inflation continue to go up. Um, now, uh, Jerome Powell has said, you know, they're trying to keep uh, inflation as low as possible. Um, but I don't think that they can really uh, or really planned or perceived that a lot of these different things will be going on at the same time. So um, it kind of is a perfect storm of uh, energy crisis, uh, all the things going on in China. I mean, the list continues to go on uh, with things happening um, in the Chinese economy um, that do affect the U.S. economy. Um, and then the U.S. economy having things of their own uh, with, you know, the potential uh, government shutdown uh, that was looming. Um, and then the passing of the infrastructure bill, uh, the stopping of the stimulus, uh, and things of that nature. Um, so a lot of economies are having their own little uh, internal problems uh, that are helping to increase this inflation. Uh, but overall, you know, for me, uh, some people have asked, you know, what are ways that you can do to hedge inflation? Uh, so you may ask some uh, financial advisors, they'll say, you know, buy good growth stock dividends, uh, buy indexes. Uh, so, you know, buying the total market, uh, if the market goes down and it's on sale, when it bounces back, you'll make money. Um, and then some people, you know, will say go into crypto. Crypto is a way to hedge inflation. That's some people say, uh, but crypto is down as well. So if crypto is down and uh, inflation is still up, um, and the stock market is down as well. I don't think those are two realistic ways uh, for you to go um, and to hedge inflation. For me personally, the most logical thing that I can think anyone can do uh, to hedge inflation is just to increase your income. Now, that maybe sound easier than, you know, just going and uh, uh, getting more money, maybe saying, how do I do that? Um, I think, you know, if people pick up like part-time jobs, that could help. Um, if you have time to do so, you know, starting a blog, starting a podcast, there are a lot of things that you could do um, to increase uh, your income, start a side job, 
Um, you know, starting businesses on the side may take a lot of uh, initial money up front, but taking extra shifts, uh, you know, on the weekend, you know, delivering pizzas or something like that, um, doing DoorDash, doing Uber Eats on the side, that may be bring an additional income uh, to you. And I think that's the only way to truly combat inflation is to make more money. So um, I really don't see many financial advisors talking about that. Um, but I think that is the number one way to hedge inflation, um, making more money, uh, increasing the amount of money that you're able to come um, into your household. And then also the second way, uh, which may be more important than getting more money is budgeting. Budgeting will take you you know, far and beyond, you'll see where everything goes. Um, and it's also something that a lot of people don't really talk about, but setting a budget for your household, whether you're a single person, you have a family, uh, or you're taking care of siblings or whatever your financial situation is, um, budgeting will definitely help, uh, determine where the money is going. So at least you can see it, um, and then try to cut back on some of the places, um, that you spend in excess. So, uh, to me, uh, one of the ways to help me uh, personally uh, in my household grow more money uh, was to do, you know, like side hustles, uh, but then also to budget. Budget helped me to figure out where all the money is going, uh, write down all the bills, and I do this every single time that I get paid. Um, and then you can see, okay, these are the things that got to get paid this month. These are all the obligations that I have to pay. And sometimes that may, you know, put you in a better place to just see where it goes and you say, okay, well, I have an extra five bucks, you know, this month, I have extra 10 bucks this month. If you have all your, uh, you know, items that you have to pay for written down and you still don't have enough money, uh, to save or to invest, then I would say you might want to go with the other option to potentially get a side hustle, uh, like delivering pizzas or something like that. Um, but, you know, I think budgeting for the most uh, part of people, uh, people's lives can definitely help uh, tremendously. So there are a lot of tools out there to help budget. Um, if you know how to use Excel, that's one of the easiest ways to do it. Or you can just go old school and get a piece of paper, write down how much everything is, so your rent or mortgage, uh, insurance, if you have kids, daycare, um, you know, food expenses, um, and then also budget. When you do budget, don't just budget your bills. Budget things like, okay, I want to go out to eat. Budget things like car maintenance. Budget things, make it a realistic budget um, that's out there. There are different ways to budget, um, so I think there's a plenty of articles out there that'll teach you different strategies to budget. There's like pay your pay yourself first. There's the envelope method. Uh, there are tons of methods out there to, to learn to budget, but the easiest way is just to write down all your expenses, write down your income, and then put everything down uh, and then see what you have left. So if the value that you have left over is zero, and then you've also been able to budget, you know, money for yourself to go to the movies or something, uh, to help out family or wherever you want to go, donate to a charity or something like that, uh, then I think you're okay. But if, you know, you're writing down your budget and you still don't have enough money to pay your minimum expenses on things, you don't have enough for food, then you may want to try to find uh, some other form of um monetary increase. I don't think taking the excess money um, and investing it into the stock market or crypto will give you the return that you're looking for, especially if you need that money um, immediately. So I don't think if you put your money into, let's say you have an extra $10 a month uh, or $10 every check and you put that into the stock market, um, most people don't think have the 
you know, acquired knowledge to flip that $10 into something else. Now, it does sound attractive when you watch a lot of YouTube videos. You're like, take this $10 and you can retire in five years. But I would say make sure you go vet a lot of those people and make sure they have an actual strategy on how they did that. Uh, because sometimes, you know, it may just be for clicks or for views um, and you may not really learn the information that's out there. There are a lot of books also out there about investing, uh, but majority of the information you get is going to be about slow, uh, passive uh, way to do it. So to me, the best way is to increase your income to combat inflation. So good luck to everybody out there trading. I uh, hope everybody has a great week um, and is able to stay safe out there. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.